This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. Gotta let the light shine on me. Now I found who I am. There's no way to hold it in. What? No more hiding who I'm gonna be. This is the voice of here inside my head. The reason that I'm singing, I need to find you. I gotta find you. You're the missing piece. I need the song inside of me. I need to find you. I gotta find you. This is real. This is me. This is exactly where I was Okay, we can keep going. Come back to life. Come on, shout out me, bitch. You're the book. I'm sorry, that shit gets intense. I'm Bro, that song is so good every time I hear it. Just, this is me. I was going to hold the note, but then I, you know, y'all probably don't want to hear that. They barely probably want to hear this. It's a minute of us just singing. I'm pretty sure they don't want to hear any of it. I was literally thinking about that when I walked over here. I was like, yo, the singing portion is really fresh. Yes. <laughs> like, it makes it genuine to who we are as people. You know what I mean? Like, so the like, number of times we randomly break out into songs with each other. It's, it's like fun. a fucking musical. It's like living in an episode of Clue. I know. Remember we living in the house and we used to dance to the ballet, fake ballets together? Yes. Yes. It's just in our essence. Just being a little bit dramatic and cool. It's so much fun to be dramatic. I don't understand why anyone just like, I don't get the idea of not wanting to be. You know, you talk about people like all the things they do when they're by themselves and stuff yeah. like that. Why not do that with another person that you're cool with? You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you feel like having that safety, it's so much more fun. Like being dramatic is just more fun. And I feel like I really get to express myself with my dramaticisms. Like there's one thing to be like, oh, I'm sad. And it's another to be like, you know, sad dancing to Adele. Yes! <laughs> I'm feeling that. I'm like, I have so many feelings. We're so expressive. <laughs> Anywho, it's Oyama. It's Izzy. It's, it's a look. look. We always go on a tangent in between that point. I always forget that that's how we enter the podcast. Oh, that was just a little fun. See where our heads are at. That's why I like the song. I feel like it gives us a little unwinding. Anywho. Oh, well, so today is June 28th. I mean, it's usually, well, basically, it's the last Sunday of June. Yeah. And so last Sunday of June is usually when they do Pride and all that stuff. Yeah, this Pride Parade in Chicago anyway. I don't know about what y'all do, but yeah. we all live What's in the whole Pride weekend? Chicago, yeah. We got the whole weekend. But on Sundays, usually when the parade, parade comes, yeah. and that's, and that's the most high Because I feel like when you go to the Pride Festival and all that stuff, it's like more so I feel like you go with your squad or your girl or your dude or your they, they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your partner. Yeah, you just go with somebody who's like you going with, you know what I mean? But like you we're going to parade, you be meeting everybody. This is a, like a squad event. It's yeah. like everybody I know is here. What's up, gang? It's like, cool. I like it. It's so weird. I had like such a fire. Oh, I'm back to Instagram. Uh, by the way, shout out to y'all. Y'all did y'all think for that Instagram post I posted? I see. I see. Oh, you. bitch. Um, I just posted one. Look at that. Go check us out. Is this how we go get our uh, some likes? <laughs> Gotta do it for the clout. Gotta do it for the likes. But yeah. the funny part is, nine thousand ten people are listening to this already follows on Instagram. So that's that means true. you decided not to like my picture. Ooh. 
Izzy finna go through her followers and see who not liking shit. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I don't got enough time. This is kind of like I'm deleting all my ghosts. Do people? I, actually, I know people who do still make those kind stupid. of things. I'm deleting all my ghost followers. Like, bitch. Okay, so niggas who don't see you, have you heard of an algorithm? Right? right? You know what I mean? Like, not even that, but like, why are you announcing this to me? Delete them. I don't give a fuck. It's like people like, I'm going on Instagram break, like. Motherfuckers who don't have an Instagram career, but now say they're going on the Instagram break on Instagram. Like, who was looking for you, bro? But last year around this time, I had like a really fire post or from Pride. And I was like, gonna post today, but like I was like, I don't got no pictures that slap as hard. True. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. I post this funny part is I'm dead post today. That's like I think a year ago today was the most liked photo I think I've gotten on Instagram, my personal Same. Instagram history. I think I got like 400 likes. And I was just like, okay, look at me. But it was just like an outfit that I wore from Pride. And I had ideas to wear like a whole nother thing. But then it just, you know, didn't play out that way with Corona deliveries, you know, all the things. So I'm like, in the future, maybe I'll put the outfit back together and bust a fit on the gram, you know, for the kitties. But um, in that case, follow me at under the oven to see why you there, like my picture. No, but it was it was a cool experience. I met so many. I feel like I had my Instagram opened, mm-hmm. like the way when that after that picture happened, it was like people was like, "Oh shit!" You know, it's me dressing. Yeah, I don't spend enough time on Instagram. I don't. I'm not consistent enough with posting to like get a following. But y'all can follow me. Eventually, I'll get there. Yeah. Oh, bro! <laughs> on from that post from last year, that was the first time somebody slid in my Instagram DMs and for a date. Remember that? Remember that fucking light skin? Yeah. He's so light skin, dude. Personal choice. I'm... Was he light skin? Yeah, he's extremely light skin. He, he has a, a he had a country accent, but was from the suburbs. You know what? I don't know. That is not uncommon. Or one of our cousins, one of the light skin ones, the the, the light skin one. Um, she has her and her mom like has like country accents, but you know they say like Chicago. We just basically northern cousins. Yeah, like we just, you know, northern Mississippi and shit. There are a lot of people. Mississippi with a coat on, they say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, you know, it's a lot of niggas with really country tanks. I love a good country accent on a black man. That's so cute. I love country accents, period. Especially on girls and femmes, though. Yeah, it's like, it's so it fucking cute. I'm like, ugh, just talk. I want to hear you, like, say cornbread and collard greens all day. I just kind of ask him to say stuff. <laughs> like I'm like a lot. Pretty sure you got time ass so I just like say this. <laughs> it just is so interesting. Like why do you say interesting? Like the interesting. But yeah, that happened. So that was a year ago. Good times. I, I obviously that didn't last long with you. He wanted to be a police officer. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wonder how he feels like, does he still tell people that to this day? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. He probably would have a spite type thing. Like, oh, I'm still gonna do it. I don't know. Yeah. He kind of. I don't know who he is. He tried. To, he actually was like, "Well, you've been in. You know, I knew you was gonna plot." And I was like, "Why would you tell somebody that you don't think they're gonna plot to you?" Now I can't. Like now yeah. I can't reply. Exactly. Like, not in your conscious. Like you were right, baby. Like not gonna ask you why should not reply. You want to go down the history of what you believe and our beliefs because if you feel like you did something dirty enough, yeah, that means you already know I shouldn't reply to you, like you told it yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, we started this conversation talking about pride and like went over to whatever, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really want to delve into it or anything like that. I mean, it's not like it's not the podcast for it, but um, 
Yeah, I just wanted to address it more than anything. Uh, there's um, no pride this weekend. Yeah, there's no pride this weekend. It was like no, well, no pride. Yeah, I should say no dates. You know, no outsideness. No like big pride is like supposed to be this whole weekend and everything like that. It's supposed to be like you know, damn near a whole week. Like let's yeah. be real. Get drinks, the you know, special drinks and everything like that. But it's so weird. Like I. Outside of like Instagram, it's hard to remember that this is Pride Month just because there aren't any mm-hmm. things going on, which is kind of like you know makes me think about like what people in the LGBTQ plus community are constantly saying how it's like just a facade and mm-hmm. a look because it's like outside like obviously like I said on Instagram there's like all this talk about like foundations and stuff like that like about doing work. But generally speaking, you know it's pride because rainbows are everywhere and everybody's having a, you know, a gay brunch or whatever. (laughs) And it's it's just interesting seeing how people are like, well, we can't participate in the way that we typically do where we commodify and, you know, put our capital, but yeah, get our money on this where we're capitalizing off of it. So we just won't do shit. (laughs) It shows you really who gives a fuck because like at Target, we were like talking about how there's not a lot of of 4th July stuff. Mm -hmm. There is some. But well, usually at Target around this time, it's like yeah, pride, 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 pride. Patriots. But you don't ever see. No, that's not like all the pride. Oh, pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. You right. know, they always sell in those usually this time of year. But I saw none. None. You know I mean? Like, yeah. and this like shows it's just for the parade. Um. Well, you know, but we we knew you niggas was fake. Uh, what are we doing today this week though? <laughs> oh, I wanted to. So I bought this game. A funny story. So I bought this game, it's called Reflex, um, and I went to, the, I bought it, bought all the cards for it and everything like that, super excited, and then I went to their Instagram page, and it said that, you know, PSA, we won't be sending cards to um, America due to COVID, and I was like, damn, I just, you know, bought all of y'all cards and a t-shirt, and... <laughs> Now I'm going to have to wait until an ambiguous time yeah, to get the shit. So I was like, damn, that's annoying. But they do have some cards on their web on their Instagram I mean, that you can just answer. Like they just show the card and you know we can sit here and answer them. So that's what I figured we would do. Fun, fun, fun. Uh can you explain the game to me? <laughs> so basically it's um what is it called? I don't wanna read it wrong. It's basically a critical thinking game. Um, I'm going to see how slow I am. I'm fucking it. Basically, it says Reflex is a self-development psychological conversation card game made by Flex. Um, It's designed to teach you the skill of critical thinking. It has 46 cards and featuring family and friendly questions. Topics include love, life, death, religion, purpose, career, and more. Alrighty then. But it was really cool. Is uh, I think they came through with the idea from the Bubble and Flex podcast that I always talk about. Um, but they would talk about things. People would ask them like, "How do you start critically thinking?" And she was like, "Well, here's a card game, and basically set it up where it's a game. And so if you bring it's like you know kickback, or you know you just getting drinks with friends, or even on the first date." Bring this card game out. I mean, like, if you're on a first date and it's like, you already know each other from it, what's in the yeah, right. thing. Like, I know you well enough where this is not on first date where I'm asking you what your favorite color is. Yeah. But I, know, I don't know you enough to, like, actually know if I want to date you. Yeah, I feel that. Like, we're friends, but, like, are we dating? Mm-hmm. So then you would bring out this game where you see how that person critically thinks. And this will honestly give you an idea of, like, 
you know, certain questions you don't have to ask because they answer this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, how do you feel about LGBT rights? It's like stuff like that. But instead, I'm going to ask you like, oh, do you think everyone deserves rights? You know yeah. what I mean? Like a very base conversation, you know what I mean? And they start off and they delve and then they have what their opinion is. And if they're willing to back it up, if they can, maybe that's why they said yes. It's like, oh, why do you think? Because it's not, it's, yes, the point of the conversation is to answer the question. Yeah. But it's not to just say yes or no and then leave it. So I'll say yes and then explain, explain your reasoning and stuff like that behind it. Because it really gets into like how do you critically think. So let's get into it. So first question will be, has the universe ever given you a sign? How do you interpret it? Um, no, I don't think I've ever gotten any signs from the universe. Uh, like, I guess there have been times where it's like, I have a gut feeling about something, and then I go against my gut, and mm-hmm. then, like, the op- but that's not the universe, that's just been like, huh, bitch, you should have, you know, cho- went with your intuition, I guess, but, like, straight up giving me a sign for something, like, nah, I, um, yeah, I don't think so. I know, I hear people say that all the time, but I don't think the universe necessarily does it, but something that I thought about, I think I heard somebody talking about, was that your gut feeling is just a summation of all your past experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, all the, your brain computerizes all the past experiences, and, like, this is the, I guess, the probability of this working out for you if you do this. Yeah. And that's just, like, how reasoning and stuff like that. So, I'm, like, I don't really necessarily think it's a universal thing. It's just, like, my past experiences and stuff. That's why some people do things that we consider dumb. Yeah. It's, like, dude, why'd you do that? It's, like, in the past, it's worked out, bitch. And then you do have people being, like, oh, yeah, I'm usually, like, I never get in trouble for anything. But I don't think the universe itself has given me a sign. But, yeah. Okay, so the next question is this. I feel like I'm interested to see your your opinion on this. Mm -hmm. If you accidentally kill someone, would you turn yourself in? No. Why not? Um, First of all, you already know my motto. Never surrender. I don't know. I I don't know. I guess it would depend on... Honestly, it just depends on the circumstances. Who is this person that I murdered? Like, how do I feel about them personally? Is it a co-worker or something? A co-worker. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it depends on, like, I guess it would it would depend on the situation. Because depending on how guilty I feel about it, like, if I accidentally killed somebody and it was honestly an accident and I, like, don't want to, like, I care that this person is alive or dead, you know, mm-hmm. then I'll turn myself in. But, like, you know, if it's, like, a random stranger or somebody I don't like or, hell, somebody I'm possibly indifferent about... Go to jail for this? I don't know. I don't and then how did I accidentally kill him? Can I get away with this after I do turn myself in? Because it was an accident. I don't. I want to. You know, there should be retribution because I did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. However, like, do I want to go to jail for life or murder? Right. My thing is, what if they find you anyway, even if you don't turn yourself in? And that's what, when I watch movies. I'm always like, so y'all just don't walk away. Like, there's no evidence here. You know, leave fingerprints. Like. You know, just how that's what I'm saying. Like how, how, like how did I murder? Like I would need more details. Yeah, I would need more details on my accidental murder. Okay, how about this? What if you walk in a, across the railroad wedge, whatever? Like you see on the train, you walk in past, and somebody, you know, you bump, you get bumped by somebody else, you bump into another person you know, right on the edge, and they fall in, and then you hit by a train. Oh yeah, I would turn myself in. I'm pretty sure I would go to jail for that. Oh, wow, she's too. He's like, he's gonna turn himself in for that one. 
Yeah, I mean, because that, that's literally an accident. I'm just like, I would probably get like involuntary manslaughter or something and get like a lot of community service, maybe a year in jail. I, I can even see a year in jail. Oh, I'm a black person, so let me not say I can't see it. Yeah. But I mean, like, keep in mind you're black, a woman. <laughs> um, but like, fingers crossed, the other person was too. So, no, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I'm saying like, the fingers Mm-hmm. It's like I'm constantly caring about so many things 
And it's like, okay, chill out. I feel like that's why when I smoke weed, I'm like, chill out. I was like, maybe that's what I want is just to let, be less anxious. Because yeah, I don't. I do feel like I can get. I the way that like I always. I feel like the it always uh, words. <laughs> oh, gotta speak. It isn't until I get into like a spiraling place that I realize that I'm like, like okay, so we're obsessing Oyana. Um, like the other day, we were like shopping and stuff, and I was like wearing this shirt, but like my shirt was coming up, and it was like you can see my panties, but they were like flesh colored panties. <laughs> um, and like I kept feeling the need to like readjust and readjust, and like that was like making me feel uncomfortable because like, I think that's my clothes. And, yeah. Like, people are paying, like, I don't know. Like, and one of the things I have to remind myself is that Oyana's thinking about Oyana, but nobody else is thinking about Oyana. Like, maybe you take somebody... a lot and be like, you're not that important. That's yeah, why I used to tell myself that yeah. last year a lot. Like, yeah, like having to remind my, like, somebody asked me that on the bus stop. Like, pull over real quick. Fat people are not your inspiration porn. People, marginalized people, period, are not your inspiration porn. But like this lady asked me, she was like, you're so pretty and you're a big girl and my co- like her daughter is a big girl. She was like, she just has such low self-esteem and I want to like, I just, what do you do? I'm like, well, first of all, telling people that your daughter has low self-esteem was probably one of the reasons she has low self-esteem. Come on now. But like, Come on also, now. I was like, you know, you have to explain to her that like, as much as she is obsessing about all the things that she thinks are wrong with her, no one else is thinking about it. It's literally just a her thing. It is not to say that, like, obviously fat phobia exists, right? Yeah. You know, massage door exists. There are people who are going to think negative things about me because I simply exist. Yeah. But, like, those are those people. Hell, there are people who are going to think negative things about me because they simply disagree or don't like me or whatever. And, like, that is okay, too. It's, like, you know, constantly reminding yourself to, like, find that space of, like, understanding that other people's opinions matter but like they should not be how you're living your life i feel like it goes into like the idea that um it being like what would you do to get a job you know what i mean and that kind of idea because like some people because there's so many things you have to just like accept Mm -hmm. when looking for a job regardless if especially it starts from if you have a really optimistic goals for a job and then you go down and then down and you're like okay what am i accepting or what am I doing to get a job? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and like telling somebody that, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody says about you. Only go so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it only goes, okay, now I'm in the real world. And now I can be that person who's a fucking dick and think that only my opinion is right because it doesn't matter what you all think. Or it can be like one of those people who is extremely timid and like, oh my God, ah, I care about what you think and I don't want to like, you know, fuck up and like lose this opportunity. So you're not even constantly worried about the opportunity and never thinking past it. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, I don't know. What do you tell children at that point? Like, I like I don't know. Anytime I have to like, I go through this conversation with myself. Like I'm journaling about like, oh, this is this one time that I felt like ugly as like 13 year old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and my therapist has this exercises like, well, talk to like say what you would have wanted someone to say to you at that younger age or whatever. Um. I, and honestly, I feel like most of my trauma around caring about what other people say is, like, was trying to get my parents' approval. Yeah. Um, and, like, it would, it would honestly take me being, like, extremely fucked up circumstances. It's like, oh, Yana, you're about to get kicked out of, like, the college side of your high school. And then everybody's like, oh, Yana, we're so proud of you. Like, you're working so hard. Mm-hmm. But, like, all before that, it was like, he was an ugly, fat bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And under, like, I guess, like, for, for me, for a really long time, it was, like, I would, I would, get, I would allow myself to get to a place where I was, like, completely, like, out of control and spiraling before I would, like, 
Well, yeah, before I would like try to like you know get help or whatever, um, because it was like, well, this is like, I don't like it's just reinforcing the negative self talk that like someone else is saying about you, and then like you eventually internalize that and saying it to yourself. So it's like, okay, I get to a point where like, oh man, I really just feel totally shitty or whatever. Um, but like using that to like fuel me or whatever like okay now that i've gotten to this pace i am like deserving of help i'm oh, deserving yeah, of assurance yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. um all before now i wasn't and then like, i feel like i'm finally to a point now where i can like recognize that like i don't need to be you know rock bottom mm-hmm. for like to deserve assurance like to even just give it to myself right mm-hmm. like i would withhold saying you are good enough you are well like you're doing fine hell not even if you're not doing fine like bitch you're doing right yeah um i will like withhold that for myself for a really long time like it's just maybe two three years ago that i got to a point where it's like oh i can i can self-soothe and reassure myself without one needing the outside help Mm -hmm. and then also i know how to ask for that way sooner than like you know i used to be able to or whatever i was literally just talking about my like I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all know but just on my, um, on my Instagram and how I was like I asked in community for financial assistance and stuff to maintain my housing um, and how like I know you were talking about like a lot of them I was walking into like if people was going to be sad if you put that out there or not and I think I, I it, to me I had reached a point where I was deserving of help you mm-hmm. know what I mean but it, like before that I think I had to like ask or I thought to ask uh, for help before and then I just like didn't do it or I took it down um because I was like I wasn't at the point yet you know yeah. what I mean but it's like I think we are conditioned to believe that like that is how it works you have to be a certain amount of situation in order mm. to receive help that's why people talk down like government aid or anything else like anything anytime you get help it's always looked at as like a bad thing yeah and it's like something that you're really conditioned to within capitalism so it's like really kind of weird which is even though we're supposed to be like help each other create other businesses which i think is so funny because if you get the help as soon as you need it, yeah, you would need far less. Yeah, <laughs> you would need like way less help, and it would it would take way less to help someone else if they ask for help the moment that there was trouble. Right? Yeah. If you lose your job and then you get unemployment the next day, there is far less of a blow than you lose your job, you go through your savings, and then you file for unemployment mm-hmm. and wait for those benefits to eventually kick in. But like we live in a system that tells you to do that first. Yeah. And like, you know, we're obviously it's like easy to relate things to financial stuff because people just understand money more than they understand feelings. Yeah. But um it's like what's like you said, like just with so many things that people are willing to like we talk about it all the time, like people are willing to just postpone things that they need mm-hmm. out of the the necessity to produce. Even arguments, like relationship arguments and stuff yeah. like that. And how people are like, oh no, like it's fine, they just, you know didn't call me even though they said they would this one time so I would just wait to the next one even though that really bothered you yeah. and you could have nipped it in the bud then but now three times later they're like oh my god you got a case on me and it's like well you created the case you know what I mean like, and I could have yes I could have said something in the beginning but you shouldn't still demean that person for not so even similar to like the whole financial aid situation we'd be able to get back financial aid yeah. and have them in the job for three months but no we can only get it for the last two weeks it doesn't make sense but next question 
Uh, oh, funny enough, has your life improved since the last, since this time last year? Has my life improved? <laughs> um, do you know what we're living in right now? Like, do you know what's going <laughs> on in the world? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty much the same. I don't think I'm any, I'm, I don't think that I am very much different than like, I'm, I, don't think, I don't think I'm in too much of a different place right now than I was last year mm. at the same time. Well, I think I think I'm in a better place financially, and I think in a better place mentally. Definitely, I think I'm overall just in a better place, and I think I'm at a I'm at a zero right now. I know we always talk about like being at zero, and I feel like all of my like not my whole life, but close. I've been like negative, you know what I mean? Like the very in any point, whether it be like promotions or just financial, it's always felt like I was below average or below zero. Um, and then I finally got to zero, you know, like through quarantining in the crib and really taking time for myself in the same way you're supposed to have time yeah. and being able to receive like financial help from other people. And then, you know, being able to pay your bills and like something, basic necessities. I know we yeah. talked about it before, it's like being poor is like, you're excited to buy a pair of shoes. Yeah. And it's just like, no one should be like this, but granted my circumstances now is like way better than last year. And I'm like. I wouldn't, I want to say I wouldn't want to go back to the last year, but it just felt like, I felt like last year was before I took a shower and then I took a shower at the beginning of the year and I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. <laughs> okay. Would you rather, I know my access, this is my own question because I saw this one, but their question was, what is one thing you wish people would talk less about? But I'm like, switch that around. What's one thing you wish people would talk more about, like to you specifically? To me specifically, anything other than self-esteem. I feel like mm-hmm. so many conversations that people engage me with are like thinly veiled. You're fat. How do you think you're? How do you live your life thinking you're attractive? So mm-hmm. many conversations that people want to engage me in involve like self-esteem or body positivity or confidence. Or, oh, or non-politics. Like, I would like to have also, like, obviously, you know, as a black woman, anything that I do or say is going to be political or whatever. But, like, people who purposely engage me, not even to discuss politics, but to debate me on, like, my existence. Yes. Oh, I'm just going to start recording. Oh, wow. We were just not recording. We were just talking. I had a whole discussion. I didn't even know where it was. I'm leaving it. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Frustrate it. Um, would you rather be respected or liked? Respected. Why? Um, people are very not nice to people they like. <laughs> I, I, people who, if you respect me, I will. You will treat me like you like me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't, like you will know how to be cordial to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think people really do get wrapped up in like being liked a lot. Um, and people don't have to, people don't, uh, like, people generally speaking, look how y'all treat celebrities. Y'all don't respect people y'all like. Y'all yeah. just really don't. So, yeah, I don't want that. I would rather you respect me. I, I would get the likability from the respect. That's very true. Like, yeah. Because if I respect somebody, even like a boss, you yeah. know, like, I respect the position that you're in. And so I'm not going to talk shit to you, even mm-hmm. though I might think it. You know, like, <laughs> but I'm going to let you be. Oh, this is a good one. What's your go-to lie to avoid 
um, committing to plans you've made. I feel like this is funny. So you're on a date with somebody and you ask them this question. They'd be like, bitch. <laughs> uh, before now, it was work. <laughs> you can't really say that to niggas no more. Um, now, if I don't want to do something, I usually just stop replying. Really? Yeah. That's so mean. So that's, let's open another discussion. Um, ghosting. So somebody's talking about it. Oh, I don't like, ghost. We can have another conversation. I just don't want to go. No, no, no. I want to ask your opinion on ghosting. Oh, like, okay. what do you believe is appropriate time to ghost and blah, blah, blah. Because they were talking about it all. I forgot where I was, but just past me, you can't scroll fast by. But they were like, ghosting sometimes, I think it was on Twitter. It was like, ghosting sometimes is for mental, you know, breaks and yeah. you need it for your mentality, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I think, I don't know, for me, the ro- the good time, the ghost is when someone's being like, you deem abusive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever you deem is abusive, you know, I think ghost. But I think motherfuckers be ghosted out of like fear of just like having a conversation. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't necessarily think that's a good time to ghost, but I'm also like, I don't know, maybe fight oh or flight gosh. mode. That's how they feel. Um, how do I feel about ghosting? I don't know. I feel like I've ghosted people and I've been ghosted. So, like, on both sides of this thing. Um, I've been ghosted enough times and didn't like it, and I still ghost. So, oh, fuck it. Um, no, see, I've been ghosted enough times and I didn't like it, so I stopped. I, well, somewhat. Yeah, well, really, <laughs> I don't, I, okay, so I do agree. There are times where I have ghosted and it has been because, like, this person has done, like, there has been an act of like abuse and or violence or whatever, not necessarily like physical violence, but like an act of violence or whatever. And it does not benefit me to give you closure, right? It is safest for me to just no longer, you know, disconnect, to block you and never talk to you again. Um, and then there are other times where like the vibe's just not there. Like I feel like, I also think that people be saying they get ghosted and it's like, did you get ghosted or did the conversation just fall off? Like, let's not, let's not say it's a ghost because I didn't keep having a dry ass conversation with you. Okay, wait. So that's another thing. So now I'm just talking about texting at this point. So when it comes to uh, conversations, I just literally just talked to you about this yesterday about how like, I think. You know, we put so much negative asterisks on the red receipt thing. Yeah. But I think the red receipt alleviates a lot of mental, like, struggles. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was just thinking about this the other day. I started turning red receipts on people. Like, because I was like, this is, I think, in whatever, if it's in a relationship that's not Oyana, I think I should have red receipts on it. And, like, you know what I mean? Because I think Oyana understands my dialect and humor. And when I'm, when we're both, Oyana most likely is in the conversation before I do. So, other than through text anyway, we rarely ever text for people who hang out a lot. Yeah. Texting is more so a necessity of like getting a point across. It really and I don't is. think anyone else texts that way. Because, like, me and Oyana is like, okay, you're going to be here this time, this time, you know? Yeah. We get, we get or, like, there's more. information being exchanged yeah. generally speaking through text. Isn't it? But I, I would prefer to text everyone like that. But <laughs> no one does. And so I'm like, okay, so if the conversation is over, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to bed. I'm just yeah. going to go to bed. Yeah. And so I'm just going to leave the reverences on. You saw I open your message. And so there's not that situation of like, did they read it? Yeah. Or they, did they miss the message? Or are they waiting to reply? No, you saw that I was done. Yeah. I read it. I went about my life and I was, stu- I have closed the chapter. I feel like that's amazing. I think everybody should put the reverses on. If you got my phone number, put reverses on. I mean, it's like, I feel like it's like closure without get like, 
really saying anything. You, I agree with that. The reason I don't have my red receipts on, though, is because sometimes I read your message and I just don't really respond right now. Yeah. Um, That's why I never, I, don't, I will open it. Yeah, but, like, I want to know what it say. <laughs> well, I mean, like, my thing is sometimes it just pops up on my screen. Like, I don't have my um, secret screens. No, I don't have, no, my, my message is a show too, but you know, if it's a longer message oh, or something. Oh, it's a longer message, I'll get to it when I feel like reading it. Oh, but see, I'm, like, that's the thing. I know the person that Oyana is. Oyana is nosy. I need to know, even if I am going to ignore it for three hours, I need to know what it says right now. Oh, no. What I would do is I will ignore it, and then if I tell myself I'm going to ignore it, I'll just start ignoring it. And then get to a point where I have actually started like unconsciously yeah. ignoring yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like until I forgot about it. And yeah. I look at my phone again. I'm playing Candy Crush. And I'm like, oh, let me get off this app. I see I got a little dot. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go to that. Because if I open it, I would have forgotten. I'm just a forgetful bitch. That whole time happened to me today. Somebody texted me good morning, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna text them back. And then like maybe an hour and a half, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I feel like good morning texts are good. You can really text them anytime before. Two o'clock. Yeah. Like, I text them back anytime before two o'clock and it's still appropriate. Uh, he was just trying to fuck. I'm, like, I don't know. I assumed he was just trying to fuck, but then again, I just watched the story and he was like with his kid or something. So I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe niggas was really just trying to like see how my day was going and I was like, hey. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's appropriate. You know? Some people are just be aggy to text. I, I don't know. Like, I. I am I am such a talkative, expressive, vocal person that I would rather have a conversation with you, you know, on FaceTime or like over mm-hmm. the phone or whatever, versus texting. Like, it's been times where me and you have started conversations texting, and then somebody just FaceTimes the other person. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not gonna type this shit out. But my thing is, that's why I think it's best. Like, why are we having a conversation through a text message? I'm not Especially if you have, you're in a space of texting back frequently. Yes. Call me. Get it done in twenty minutes. It always takes fifteen to twenty minutes to say any one conversation. Yeah, I just feel like that's for personal opinion. It's like we be starting so many conversations in this podcast right. in one like that's a whole hour. It's like it, what if you want to talk to me about? Let's talk about it and then be done with it. It alleviates so many mental stress. And uh, it doesn't take like also like you said, it's fifteen minutes really to have this conversation, right? Why am I texting you three hours later about the same shit? Like, come on. That's just dr- it mean, bothers the fuck out of me. Don't text me three hours later. It's over. I have forgotten. And if I didn't forget, and I was seeping on it, and I was mad. You didn't text me back. Just let my bitch hang. Let me hang because I'm gonna just look. That's why. Turn your every seat song. Boom. Tell you left on red. Nothing is. I'm okay with that. If I didn't ask you a question, we were just catting it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and then you just was like, eh. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> like I said. Like back to bring it back around about the ghosting thing. That's what I say. Don't call it ghosting if like the conversation was dry or simply not even dry. If the conversation came to its natural resolution and mm-hmm. I stopped responding, don't say I ghosted you. That's not what happened. If you want to pick up another conversation with me, because I've had people say that and then they're like, damn, I thought you ghosted. And I was like, how did you think I ghosted if you started another conversation with mm-hmm. me past that? That was just dry. I'm not I am not engaging with you in dry ass conversations. Hey, good morning, what you doing? How did you sleep? Nigga, why are we having this conversation? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I was just saying how I don't like a good morning text just because it just seems it's always repetitive. Every morning, it's not a good morning. Every morning, I'm getting shitty sleep. Every morning, I'm not eating until two o'clock. Like, stop talking to me at the same shit. It gets so, like, I don't, in the beginning, it's kind of cute to me or whatever, but like, if it gets to a point, like, okay, here we are six months later, 
and the same, we're having the same good morning. How did you sleep? Like, good morning, good morning. How are you? How are you? How did you sleep? How did you sleep? Did you eat something? Did you eat something? And then that's the only conversation that we're having. Hell no, nigga, I'm not texting you. Like, that's dry. Why the fuck would I do that? I'm not do it's a waste of my time. And you can say I ghosted, but fuck you. <laughs> my preferred way of communication is that we send each other random memes, little songs here yes. and there. And then just don't like texting that way. You like send me a little cute pic on Instagram, send me a little cute pic on this other website on Twitter. Like, I don't know. Just like use the sites that we know each other. If you only have my phone number, then just send me a cute pic. We still can do the same things. It's just on this one place. Because I'm at a point now where I'm talking to anybody and give them an Instagram. If you got my Instagram now and we talk, then that's the specialty. Because I'm, we are no longer doing that. Why not? You know? It's just like, it's a boundary thing for me. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, the people I'm talking to aren't social media the way I am, regardless Same. of like sexual gender or a fucking financial standpoint. Niggas really, I've, everybody that I know or try to talk to, they never are on Instagram as much as I am. I don't know if that's a personal thing I'm doing. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like, too much. Like, and not even, no, it's more so that I'm looking for people who are not equally on Instagram. Oh. Or more so, I think the most people who are on Instagram the same amount I am already have people who they're dating, talking to, and I usually don't want to talk to those people because they are usually on some, like, couple's Instagram, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just feel like I'm giving too much information and I'm getting none back. I already have a podcast. I got, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Like too much of my information is everywhere. I want to give you none. I want to give you what I want to give you through this message or phone call, whatever. I want to chop it up with. You know what I mean? Like you come into my room, you see a bunch of photos. You know, piece together, bitch. Yeah, I think I'm so much the opposite of you, just because my social media is not nearly as personal as yours. Yeah. Um, so I don't care if you have my Instagrams and stuff. Plus, I need niggas to know you fucking with a bad bitch. True. Fuck that rice and cabbage. Oh, period. I don't even know. But that's why I put put the period. That's why I'm like, okay, I got pictures in my room. I got pictures in my bathroom. I got me. Like a bad bitch walking to your your door. Oh, but I was going to say, like, I I, I don't mind my social medias for that reason because that's like the persona that I have on social media. That, like, you know, Ghana's just this cute, pretty bad bitch. You know, she be living her life. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that we're like, what she really be doing. That's so true. (laughs) Versus like my podcast where I'm like, yeah, so 1994, it was a cold fall evening Come that my on, mother baby. had me. Like, on, I'm like giving my whole dissertation on my life. So like, I don't necessarily give niggas that. Like, I say it in passing, and I think niggas be like, ooh, a podcast. This bitch but niggas don't shit. Listen. Yeah, but they're not going to go out and listen to it, right? Uh, the most surprising shit. I feel like everybody I've talked to thus far has listened to the podcast. And I just be like, they be like trying to chat it up. Like, yo, y'all heard the podcast. I'm, oh. Oh, yeah. Like, what episode? <laughs> like, I need to know. I know, right? Did you start in season one? I was real trash. Yeah, yeah. That, was the worst, that was the worst I've ever been. Like, I've grown since. No, um, I, funny enough, some, one of my friends was like, this is a little while ago, so I don't know where she's at in this podcast now. But she was like posted like, oh, I'm about to start the podcast. And she was like starting with season one. And I was like, damn. You're mm-hmm. going to be hearing about how I really felt about she says. The motherfuckers going to start listening. That's what I think. I'll be like, don't listen to season one. You're going to stop listening to the podcast. Listen to season two. You're going to get a little groove in. You're like, okay, that's a little decent. You know what I mean? Get to season three. You're like, oh, these girls got it together a little bit. You know? Come on. When you start in season one, you're like, oh, this podcast whack. And it's like, it's not. It's not whack. I promise you, we not. We just, you know, we had to get our feel. You know, get your little skin. And we like, y'all would be like, just delete it. I'm like, no, because we got to show progression. Exactly. But I don't also want you to listen to it. I don't know. Maybe once we get a, like two more seasons in, we can go back to the later seasons and like delete really cringy episodes. Like, you'll no, go back no. to season one, be archived, and it's just like the best. No, the whole season. 
Throw it away. Just gonna throw it away. Damn. I was awful. <laughs> but that's another reason I don't want to throw it away. It's like my shitty thing of the week. That is the podcast. <laughs> See season one. See season one. Check it out. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> what question are we on now? What Gee, were we, about? we were talking about texting and ghosting and what's right. Okay, describe sex with you in three words. What? No. <laughs> Sex with me in three words would be. That's more than three words. I'll get the same. Um, fun, loud, fun, loud, and I mean, I can't help it but juicy because it just is. You know. No. Okay, so mine is experience. Ooh. Oh, bitch. Hold on. Let me go say um, three again. <laughs> um, fulfilling. Ooh. Moist. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> oh, you know what? That is such a funny word. Moist. Mm. It's so much daddy. But yeah, those are definitely my treat. <laughs> I love a good experience. <laughs> okay, what? Oh, no, 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 we already did that one. What did you learn late in life? But that's a very classic question. <laughs> what did I learn late in life? Shit, I learned so many things late in life. I got an Elijah, my mama, and my dad. Everybody can tell you. You know how many things I all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm agreeing with and do that. Fuck, fucking three years ago, I was rooted for capitalism. I learned a lot of things, and it's completely late. I'm 22, still late. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess one of the things, this is like not one of those things that I necessarily learned late. It's like one of those things that you realize kind of late. That like you really just pay bills until you die. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. It never dawned. Like I understood that things had to be paid for, but like the thought that like you could, you will never not need toilet paper. You're always gonna need toothpaste. You're always gonna need to like wash your clothes and have a place to stay. Yeah. Like there really isn't a a, a foreseeable end to that unless you just <laughs> fucking opt out. I mean, but then like. You can't, it's all, you can't opt out of the system, but it's like you opt out and what, become homeless? And it's not, like, as a person who has been homeless, no, yeah. thank you. <laughs> like, I have, I have taken the opt out road and it's like, yeah, y'all don't really support people who opt out. What was I say? <laughs> what, um, oh, is it possible to buy a piece of land and, like, it's only yours? Like, I mean, like, this is secluded from U.S. government. Oh, you like buy island. some land and claim sovereignty on it? Yeah, and like on like a sailing island or something. I think you can buy an island and, and it's yours. Just, yeah, and yeah. that's it. And it's like, like just kill the fuck out. Yeah. But you still have to like buy, you know, certain things. But I mean, my thing is, what if you just lived off the land? You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, you got an island that's got a good fishing spot. You know what I mean? So we eat seafood every night. We got a little, you know, we live in, it's an island. So we got, you know, some tropical fucking plants, yeah. you know, eating those, you know, spice it up. What if it's just, and you plant your own garden and you just like, you know, really just be out there? So, first, I gotta buy an island. Oh, yes. 
okay, well, you got me there. <laughs> this is not accessible. I get it. This is for rich niggas. I get it. But, you know, if you were had the opportunity, if land was cheaper. <laughs> land was cheaper. Yeah, I mean, sure. Let's go back to living. I don't know. Actually, I'll take that back because I'm going to live off the land kind of bitch. I'm, let me be real frank. Um, I feel like if I had you there, I'd be. If I had you there, I still would be. I, would I like know to, you are not a live off the land bitch. Like I still, get that. But I'm saying I would be willing to do it if I had either a person, you know what I mean? Another person who was like cool, nice to hang around. I could see them. We would live like on all the like, you know, apartments. Like we would live right next to If that was you, bitch, we would be living. Uh, see, then I would feel bad. I'm like, I'm out here just living. You, you're you working the land. I'm just living off the land. I bet you want to work the land with me. Did you not hear me say I am not a I'm, I'm not a divorce from technology live off the land. Well, kind we get of to be on Instagram, you know. Yeah, but you still are talking about you have not said we won't live off the land. That's the part that I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to farm. I don't want to garden. I don't want to till. I don't want to do any of that. I don't think that I should have to. Why is it that the thing that I have to do to divest from the system is like be a farmer? Yeah. Everybody's not meant to do that. Not everybody wants to do that. I should be able to sit on Sunday night in wherever else I live <laughs> and, you know, sit in my apartment and be able to eat three square meals a day, more or less, depending on how the fuck I feel yeah. and be, you know, sustained in that way. I, why do I have to go live off the of, I don't want to do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an American. I'm fat and lazy. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, all these conversations, I feel like talk about the system in and uh, why do we need to, like you said, become farmers and yeah, like, be fucking some semblance of like freedom and like without having to consistently pay bills. Yeah. Like I don't know the fact that we live in Chicago. By the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> um. And at the beginning of quarantine, the buses were free or whatever, but they just switched it back maybe a week ago now at this point. So yeah. we have to pay for them. And we stuff. just were talking about it on the last podcast. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and that should just like still, like the fact that like every time that I would take the bus when they were free, I'm like, these motherfuckers can just be free. Yep. Clearly, that is a thing that can happen where it could just be free ass buses and then you think about like the big ass 1.7 billion dollar budget that our fucking police system get mm-hmm. and like people are like oh you can't defund the police like something for like something that small can yeah. we just like divert a couple hundred million so the buses can simply be free yeah where like i have access to my city i have access to my complete neighborhood as well as the surrounding neighborhoods it was so nice to be able to like go see my family or go run errands or go go to a grocery store without having to worry about like obviously people are currently talking about the financial strife that people are going through last episode because like I mean, it's 250 for the bus which in the grand scheme of things don't seem like a lot but 250 is a whole lot when you only got five dollars and you got other shit to do and you gotta go back home <laughs> you gotta go back home and you possibly have doctor's appointments. There are people who have, you know, family members that they are responsible for getting supplies for because they themselves can't go out. There's a, fuck that. You just are a person living in Chicago, and you should not have to pay two fifty to get on a fucking bus. I, that's how I feel. Like period. I don't or the train. Shit. I know. Yeah, last, the I know. Last time, y'all was saying maybe the train, but nah, because that I feel like to say that the trains wouldn't be free also would cut you off from a whole different all neighborhoods yeah it will be like a like a passive gentrification like that passive segregation yeah and like basically only you can only get through the bus because if i like i went to school two hours away 
from a high school. Ooh, yeah. Like yeah, so I would bus. have never been able to get there. True. It's like it's still inaccessible because you're not open in the world. Yo, when we used to live on a uh, sixty we used to live just off sixty third Costed. Well closer to sixty ninth Yeah, green. Yeah. Well I didn't want you know, oh, well, we don't we don't live there. <laughs> Yo, we used to live on green. Yo, we used to live on sixty eighth and green. Oh. And I went to DeVry Advantage Academy for my second my last two years of high school, right? Those who don't know, well, so DeVry has a couple locations. The location I went to was in, uh, next to Lane Tech. So it was like just off Western and I was going to say Division, but that's definitely wrong. It's off of uh, Western and um, Girl, another I street. Don't know. Talk yeah, right? No, no. Uh, Western and Campbell, is that the cross section? I don't fucking know. But it's about Lane Tech. If you live in Chicago, you know where Lane Tech is. Hopefully you have an idea. Look it up. What about Belmont? 3300 North Campbell was the address to the school, <laughs> I believe. It's so squeaky, and I'm just like moving and shit. But anyway, I say all of that to say that when I would take the bus, when I would take, um, I didn't have like you need certain student permits to pay the dollars student mm-hmm. fare or whatever. If you didn't have a student permit, then you weren't allowed to get on the train some days. Like if the train conductor or the person, you know, the turnstile person, to feel like being an asshole, mm-hmm. like we're just student permit. Yeah, like yeah. bitch, you don't see all of us with Chicago CPS IDs, whatever. Anyway, so I was to say, if we took the bus, I would get home, I would get out of school at 3.30 and I would be home at 4.45. If I didn't have it, I had to take the Western bus all the way to 69th and then the 69th bus all the way to Halstead, I would get home at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, saying this out loud is like, yeah, the, the buses would have to be free. Yeah, so I mean, we lived on, on 83rd and I went to school, I went to Nicholson High School, which is off of Thorndale. Which is in Glenwood, like off no off Glenwood, the, the street, Glenwood mm-hmm. in some street, whatever. But it's like off the Thorndale Red Line station, and that's like down near at motherfucking Skokie. Yeah. So Belmont is the other street. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw said Belmont earlier. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Belmont <laughs> and Campbell, duh. No, but um, yeah, I went to school all the way up there. I don't even know what buses I could have taken. Oh yeah. And you know what I mean? If so I just did a, bu- a bus route, straight bus route, yeah. I would take the four probably. All the way, I would, I would just be taking like fucking five different bus mm-hmm. just for no reason. Like, you versus the train, I took the bus to the train and that was it. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's my shitty thing of the week this week. I was not even thinking about that statement all the way through because not only like just the accessibility on how you travel, but similar to like the argument why people don't want to, t- like when people say we want universal health care, why they don't want to do the first, like, moderates will say well we should do a two-tier system where there's a free system where every where people who want to go to a free doctor can and then a second system if you choose to have private insurance you can and the reason they don't want to do that is because if if you have a public system that everybody has to pay into then rich people will pay into it too because they also don't want to see shitty doctors Mm. however if you have a two-tier system where the poor people will access the free system and then rich people will just keep seeing their rich doctors um then the, the, the public system is going to be shitty because rich people are not paying for it. Yeah. Poor people are, right? Um, and if we do like the buses that way, same same thing. Like yeah. 
if people who could afford to pay for the train are the only people who are taking the train, then the, watch the L system would like completely be revitalized. Yeah, they gonna have Wi Fi outlets. They gonna have snacks and shit. Yeah, it's at the metro. Yes. <laughs> on on time, all of a sudden, what? You get co- hot coffee served on every trip and shit. No. Versus like the seats, the right, the bus. First of all, they cut hella bus lines. You get one you bus know, every hour. Maybe. <laughs> Versus, like, if we make the whole thing free, and, like, obviously, we know that, like, in Chicago specifically, like, everybody takes CTA. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it would help with our tourists um, anyway. Yes. Like, the tourism would go up because no longer are people worried about, is this the right bus? Is this that? Because it's free. And well, so you can just, I mean, they're still worried about the right bus and not. But, like, it's, like, more accessible in neighborhoods and stuff like that. It'd be like, oh, we're going downtown. and You know the reason they want that is because you hit you hit people who come to O'Hare. They buy a 30-day bus mm-hmm. card for a weekend trip, and then they throw that shit away or take it back home. I've and done it in New York, bro. That shit agged the fuck out of me. They don't have Vegas. passes. Yeah, they got like, 30-day passes, and that's it. I think it's seven days. Something, something oh, stupid. Vegas has one, two, five, and seven. I'm like, who the fuck came up with these numbers? I don't mind that. If they oh, had a one-day pass, I feel like a three-day pass would be good. It was a one, two, five, and seven. I'm like almost certain. I think things. five would be. I, I, I think they should. Yeah, I like how ours is. You have yeah, a one-day one, pass, three-day pass, seven, and then, and then a month. month. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like those. I love that. I think that that's like a three-day pass. Is like about you know if you came if you came to Chicago Thursday night and you're here Friday Saturday Sunday get you a three day you're good for the whole thing you're gonna be here five or more days yeah I, I one of the things I've learned about going to other places is that CTA is absolutely shitty there's room for improvement but yeah. wow waves eons legends better than yeah, a lot of, a lot of other places I swear to God Woo, try taking public transportation in California like Fucking specifically LA. Oh wow. my god! <laughs> it's cheap as fuck to take the bus in the surrounding city, so I get that it's like fifty cents, sometimes yeah. a quarter. But my nigga, does it exist? That shit like oh, it so, it is, first of all, you talking about a bus coming every hour? Generous, come on. <laughs> and then like there's the stop, like the the bus lines there are just like so limited, and where mm-hmm. they actually do, they go. don't go anywhere. Yeah, it's like. It's like if you want to the street? Yeah, you want to the town square? They think you a tour. That's why it's 50 cents. <laughs> like, nah. See, CTA, shout out to y'all. Y'all can do better. I'm not saying that y'all, y'all perfect, but goddamn, wow. Y'all are shitting on a lot of people. That's true. That's why they able to go past it and shit. But I just feel like I, I don't know, the whole CTA system, we can go on and on. I know. But, um, oh, this is one question I had. If you knew the sacrifice in your life would have a huge benefit to thousands of people, would you do it? No. What the fuck? I've said it on this podcast before. I'm not a martyr. I'm not here to die for nobody. I'm not like... my. I, again, I said this on this podcast. Shout out to season two. Go listen. My... What Oyana is trying to do is navigate the current system as best as she can. I'm not here to dismantle this shit because I didn't build that shit. That's not my job. I am not here to be a savior, savior or a martyr or an activist or, you know, whatever the fuck to a bunch of people who won't do the same for me. Mm-hmm. If you see what I'm doing and that fits, that fits your moral, you know, high ground, your, F, your code of ethics or whatever, and you think what I'm doing is great and you want to join, sure, whatever. But, like, sacrificing on behalf of somebody, if you're not my child or my kid, no. I think that goes to another question. Do you think you have a moral obligation to – oh, wait, it's called – does everyone have a moral obligation to try and make the world a better place? 
Yes, I think you should try and make the world a better pace, but I don't think you should sacrifice your own happiness to do that. See, now that's... See, the reason why I brought this one up, hold on, I'm about to start a new thing because... Okay, the reason I brought this one up is because it was on Bobo and Flex podcast and they started talking about it and I was like, ooh, open it out of your mind and stuff like that. It was like the idea of obligation in of like... The, oblig- the moral obligation. So is it... What are morals at that point? You know what I mean? Because if it's a moral obligation, that means it's an obligation to have that moral of like to make the better a better place. And then the word better... And like everybody's internal, like what better is, is yeah. always differing. So there will be, we'll be in the place that we are now. Yeah, you know what I mean. If, like, if I'm not making the world a better place, everybody believes they're doing the right thing. Pause. I disagree with that. I don't think that everybody truly believes that they're doing the right thing. I think that people, I think you rationalize it. Yeah, but I don't think you. As soon as you have to rationalize something, I feel like you have already agreed that you're not doing the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't rationalize the right things to ourselves. Things you actually feel good about doing. Generally speaking, you're not talking yourself out of having done something you actually feel good about. Yeah. It is not unless there's a grain of salt in this that you feel away. So I don't think most of us are doing the right things. Or at least, you know. Thinking it. Yeah, I don't think we don't think we're doing the right things. I, don't know, I, think I feel that's why you have so many people. Like, listen, that's why you have so many J. Cole's in the world. Like, man, you know, I don't think I'm doing enough. Let me shit on people who are. Because it's like, well, it's making the world a better place. I just feel like because there's no common goal that I don't know that it, we would have to have a common goal of what bettering means. But I think, okay. So and how to get there, I should say. But that's why I also said, I don't think that it is my, I am obligated to sacrifice for other people, but I do think that it is my job to make the world a better place. And my way in doing that is if you see what I'm doing and you agree, I'm willing to help. Yeah. But like, if not, I'm not recruiting people. It's oh. my thing. And then if not, then don't do what I'm doing. Like, that's fine. Like I said, I don't know if I said this last week, last week but Ayana's pro-choice in all aspects of life. <laughs> like, I think that you, as long as what you are doing does not infringe on, infringe on or enact violence on myself or anyone else, go, go ahead and do that shit. Like, do your shit and I'm going to do my shit. And if our shit don't overlap or we don't agree, then we do our shit separately. I don't give a fuck if you understand me. I don't give a fuck if you like me. But you will respect, like we said, you will respect me. Leave me alone and it doesn't matter if you do for all the other shit anyway. I feel like that opens the question of like, what is the end goal with like rights and stuff? Like, cause I think we have a like, I don't think we'll ever always agree, but I do think we all deserve basic human rights. And I mean like basic human needs and, none, and like actually have them regardless if we deserve them. Then we should also have them on top of that. Yeah, I I don't know. For me, complete liberation would look like us first defunding, not just from like police, but from political systems, period, mm-hmm. like slowly but surely defunding. And then hopefully at some point, completely divesting from them all. Once we get to a point where I would like to see the universe get to a point where we have built communities of people like I'm actually shout out to Bobo and Flex. I listen to episodes here and there. Okay, Bobo. <laughs> um, and they were talking about. Um, like back in the day, there was like this more so of a village mentality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, in it, it made like in a town of a hundred people, a hundred people can realistically coexist with each other and create their own form, not necessarily a government, but of uh, of like they can create their own city of uh, yeah, their own understanding, right? This person, you are a dairy farmer, you supply milk for everybody in this neighborhood, and everybody else in turn 
is like doing something else to contribute and we're like you know there are re- like the resources are going around that way yeah. versus like now we live like we live in Chicago like I said what is it like almost 10 million people here yeah that many people live like we are there it is virtually impossible I was fuck that it is impossible to get 10 million people to agree on anything mm-hmm. I don't that realistically couldn't happen it is pretty much impossible to get 10 million people to continuously collaborate and yeah. cohabitate with each other if we got to a place where we stopped one trying to force so many people into really small spaces and we went back to investing in communities in that way mm-hmm. and letting people self-govern in those ways i feel like we would be in a much better place yeah speaking on the podcast the global flex podcast they were talking about how i can get a eight a hundred people to like agree on like you know to get a good agreement change systems mm-hmm. faster more successfully yeah then you will ever just live in chicago like yeah. to get i sent the email out i think it was an email about i forgot something it was one of those when you write up the email kind of thing. oh the earn it at okay and i sent the email out to i think the state center or whatever and it was just like the response was um i don't even think it was the state center there was somebody but it was the alderman there you go yeah. i'm sorry i'm all over the place but it was the alderman the response was but more so they like okay we'll keep it in mind do you know what i mean like we'll keep european in mind and you know leave it be cute but it was like if i think it take even if 100 people sent the same email or similar emails to me it would still would not have the same impact as like the entire like city, city of chicago, of chicago. regardless of the fact they're alderman but they still have the personal opinions like we talked before it's a matter of what people say about you yeah it's like you know as alderman you have different wards but they at the end of the day we often get together to have an agreement yeah i don't know well i i would just because our grandfather ran for alderman and i know how many people realistically vote in alderman elections i will say if 100 people would have called your alderman saying the same thing that you said that would be enough to get a needle moving, mm. but I, but that but that's because an alderman is like so, so essentially the mayor of a neighborhood, mm. right? So a hundred people within a group of five hundred saying something—that's twenty percent of people agree on this one thing, right? Yeah. That is enough to move the ledger. Versus that alderman, like, what if, if this is like okay, yeah? For example, your grocery store. Mm-hmm. Enough people within this neighborhood wanted a grocery store. But niggas have been wanting a grocery store here for some time. Five years. You, yeah, you for five years. More than that, because Dominic's left over 15 years ago at this point. Oh, they said it was six years ago. On the Dominic's, has been, Dominic's oh. has been gone for It might have been on years. the site they said six years. Uh, well, I was like, Dominic's has been gone since, well, actually, I was in high school seven years ago, so it actually might be seven years. I'd be aging myself up, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, still, six years of not having a grocery store in your neighborhood, right? Yeah. But... It is not like what like so the need of one is like a neighborhood thing, but like actually getting a grocery store to come into any neighborhood in Chicago becomes a citywide thing, mm-hmm. and that is the reason why it's gonna take five years for it to happen. Which again, I don't like yeah. <laughs> the people, the five hundred people in this neighborhood. Them saying they need a grocery store should be enough that it should not have to get going up the totem pole of people who live in Chicago, where people who have three, four, five grocery stores in their neighborhoods get a say in what this part this neighborhood That's when you start this conversation and being like, oh my God, when you go to these meetings and be like, say you're a fucking, I don't know, the alderman leader or something like that, talking to all these people and you're trying to get this grocery store in your neighborhood and then they're like, you only have one grocery store? Can't believe it. What do you mean? There's like this little, that little, that little Debbie cake spot across the street. Uh, they sell groceries and, and like meat in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they get, you you start that conversation that people are demeaning your issues and necessities 
And I think that's overall the issue yeah. for a lot of things. I do agree that we need to be in smaller communities. I think that's why right now, with the whole vibes of everything that's going on, people are more so asking people to, hey, talk to your community. And that yeah. goes back to the whole situation of what happened with these Black-owned businesses getting brought, broken down, like we talked about on last podcast, been like, if the community knew who you were, that wouldn't have, that happened. Wouldn't have happened. And the fact that they don't, and you over talking about how you're a Black-owned business in this Black community, but what do you offer this Black community besides pay, making them pay for stuff? You are no different than this White-owned business. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you're not saying that I care enough about this neighborhood. You're not the, reinvesting in the schools. You're not no. paying to the, you know, you're not investing in the Little League park district shit. Yeah. You're not, hell, you, I cannot go to your store and get reasonably priced goods. Yeah. You know, like, it's $4 for a bag of chips is a $1 bag. And before people, because I know y'all love to be like, y'all always asking black people for discounts. You, I'm not stupid. You selling me a $60 hoodie when I know you went on AliExpress and bought it for five. Oh, come on. Is not the same thing as me asking for a discount on like you know some like a bit like you know there are people who like are hand crocheting completely completely outfits. I'm never going to ask that person for a discount. Yeah. Obviously, there's time, effort, artistry going. And they also yourself needs to be paid. Exactly, things need to be paid for. I understand that if you are a black business, that you obviously have bills. That your loan is probably way higher than anybody else in this neighborhood who got one. But again, a sixty dollar hoodie when you spent five dollars on it at AliExpress. And then, again, your money goes into your pocket and it goes back to your white suburb or yeah. your non-black elitist suburb. I mean, your all-black elitist suburb. I think that's the thing. Because I understand saying that this hoodie is $60. So I only pay $5 for it because if you got to, you know, employees, I got to pay myself. No. So I get that. But I think I would be more kind to giving you money, like you said, if it wasn't going to a different neighborhood. Yeah. If I knew that I was going to spend sixty dollars and this sixty dollars could, you know, guilt it's gonna go back alleviate here. some of my guilt that yeah. I'm not spending money in, you know, Lily. You know what I mean? Because like, I am situationally doing that. Yeah, like, like I again, I have no problem with paying a black person's whatever price. You name it. Hell, I would rather just say, okay, no, thank you, and find something within my price than to ask you for a discount. Yeah. But like you said, if I could spend $60 with you and just know five of those dollars, hell, 250 of those dollars are going to something, you know, productive in this community, I would be way more willing to give to you. That's why you have people who are, like, donating so quickly to donate to these large funds, mm-hmm. these large bonds, relief, whatever you want to call it. A lot of these corporations, because they don't really know the money's going for it, and then it's work to make sure where the money is going to. But like, I don't know. I feel like people be saying that, but like, there are enough websites now where you can literally type in, "Hey, I want to help a black person, twenty five yeah. or 30. What is so bad? I'm <laughs> but I'm like, that's still more work than me going to a website already no link. I uh, give them my debit yeah. card, and maybe I can set up once every month. They're not getting out to go this money to. Or they that's why you have a lot of people who are selling products and being like 10% of this product is going there. People are more quickly buying it because they don't want to do the actual work. And so I get that. But if you're going to be a business with the neighborhood, you have to take on that burden yeah. of doing some work, even if that is you have a partnership with the local grocery store and they y'all you are getting your produce specifically only from them. And mm-hmm. y'all create this different partnership and then close to the restaurant. And in the restaurant, we got local produce, da, 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 and then that, some of those produce from the grocery store comes from the local garden yeah. like there's ways yeah. to continue on the cycle that y'all refuse to like delve into as like as the fucking leaders of the community you know well I mean? people well you know people drink the capitalistic kool-aid and that tells you that individualism it is 
it is about you and your tribe and your family or whatever and you guys take it, taking what you need from others mm-hmm. because there's only first of all we all need to stop believing a lie that there's only so much yeah equality is not a pie yeah <laughs> like we live in America. We really do live in one of the richest countries in the world. We are living in a state where farmers are throwing away good food. Because mm-hmm. it's not on sale. Because they can't sell it right the most now. most goofy shit. And like, I mean, and it's not even the farmer's fault. It's the government's fault. Yeah. They won't yeah, subsidize they this. Yeah, yeah. like it's, it's not even their fault. I'm not shitting on farmers at all. They're in an extremely precarious place. And a lot of them are going or at risk of going blank, bankrupt right now. So shout out to farmers. I'm so sorry. I wish there was something I could do. Donate to a farmer. Yeah. Um... I know I watched a video in class once they were talking about the milk industry and how like how it's so easy to get like not only not only for you to like to get charged for selling the wrong thing or in the right wrong place and yeah. not getting the right seeds and but you can also go to jail for it and, you know like not only are you paying for it but you're literally going to jail for these certain yeah. things like the things that we can go to jail for when you really look at it you can go like to jail for collecting anything. water for anything bro anything that's not like like pushing the capitalist idea you can go to jail for it it's like sorry ma'am you want to help the community sorry we don't do that <laughs> it's like what unless you want the government involved you say you want to collect rainwater to help the fucking environment Like, do you know we're more years? There's like, a, anyway, we're not gonna talk about the monopoly that's currently going on with water. Like, that's a whole podcast episode on itself. But yeah, I bring that up to say that like we currently live, like we live in a country where there's more than enough for everybody to not only just have enough, you could have enough plus a surplus. Yeah, there's plenty of that. But you live, we live in in a country that tells us that first of all, there's they give us these un uh, what is it called? These false sense of like, um, shit, I'm so mad I'm missing the econ term, the e- uh, actual economic term. Explain like, it. But like, essentially, they, they, um, it's like supply and demand, man. There's like force something, something, something. There's like a force. They, they're forcing demand, essentially. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. They're forcing demand to make you believe that there's not enough. Mm-hmm. And because people believe it, it's like, for example, beginning of this quarantine, y'all niggas was toilet buying, paper. you know, 80 rolls of fucking toilet paper yeah. because for some reason, like, never no mind the fact that there was more than enough toilet paper for everybody to have some and there wasn't any risk of us not having toilet That's paper. That's dumbest shit! <laughs> but you create the narrative that there is a shortage and what do people do? The, the idea isn't, nobody had the idea, I'm going to take two of these and that way somebody else can take two. And if we all just take two every time we need to, everybody will have some. Yeah. It's, I'm going to have 80 rolls of Supermax Costco size fucking 80 pound toilet paper. And now you have people who need it the most, people who were the mo- you know the most the poorest, the most marginalized, people who have the least amount of access to grocery stores not being able to get shit. Yep. And we end up in a predicament where everybody's like, damn, so where's toilet paper? Here, people were out toilet paper for real for at least a good month yeah. after that shit happened. And like that's the same shit that happens over and over again because there's this idea that I need to protect me and myself because no one else will do it. Like all we have to do is agree that we'll all be nice to each other. It was like, but like that's not what they tell us to do. So why will we do it? <sighs> I hate you, niggas. They said I, I ain't getting nothing for being nice to you, nigga. Yeah, but the, what is this so annoying is that people think that way, and it's like, but we just went through the scenario. 
if everybody said, I, I, mean, I just need to, you. yeah, they gotta tell me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say, but like, it's like, but niggas will say that, and it's like, we just walked through that scenario. Did you not agree, disagree with me? I thought I listened after the first 10 seconds. You know what? Whole time, niggas heard us singing and was like, click, next podcast. <laughs> Wait, what did J. Cole say? He said, I don't read, I don't listen to y'all podcasts. He said, bitch, I'm going to stay in my bubble of nonsensical knowledge and I'm going to keep making these raps. He was like, you know what? I don't have to read them books. I read Twitter threads. He don't even read them well enough. He read the fucking two sentence donate tweet was like, let me go crazy. He was like, I don't know. I think this That's bitch, enough words for the day. I think this bitch forgot who was in charge. Let me make a song. Oh, but I guess to end it off, the pattern just sent me a question. It says, what motivates you? What motivates me? Uh, I mean, it's like to do what? Yeah, right? What like, motivates you to continue, I guess? Living? Yeah, continue anything. All the shit we just explained about capitalism. I was say, like, that's you say just, you pay bills until you die. What motivates you can, to continue to pay bills? Bitch, I don't, like, don't want to be homeless again. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I've lived a life trying to divest. It is very hard. It is simply, like, we live in a system that it makes it easier for you simply to, like, buy into the religion, right? Yeah. Like, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. You gotta keep paying bills. Like if you don't do those things, you automatically are on the fringe of society, and like it takes whatever marginalizations you already experience and then puts them under a magnifying glass. Because it's like not only am I a homeless person, but I'm a fat, black, dark-skinned homeless person. I'm automatically going to have way more violence enacted on me for those reasons. Mm-hmm. So it is safer for me to simply live within the capitalist system as is and like navigate it the best way I know how. And, uh, you know, what keeps me living, bitch, instincts. It's really mm-hmm. hard to kill yourself. They don't tell you that when you be trying. I mean, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we do not. I mean, like we said before, we are pro-choice. pro-choice. Yes. <laughs> what do we say? Pro-choice here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, you don't just hold your, like, you ever try holding your breath and your body just automatically starts breathing eventually again? Yeah. Yeah, you don't just opt out. <laughs> Why do you think you cough, nigga? Yeah. Why do you think we blink? Like, I think our whole body is set up to keep think, living. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's really like when that's why. I mean, we could talk about that another episode if we're gonna get into the suicide conversation. But yeah, like it's trust me, way harder than you thought. But yeah, so should we think of the week? I'm gonna start first. Oh, without your answer, what motivates you? What keeps you going? Oh, I guess what motivates me. Is I think a lot of times I de- I revert to capitalism because it is the only real motivation. Yeah. Um. I, now I'm at a point where I don't have to pay bills. Like, yeah. and then like they're paid for. I set up. I set up. I set up. Well, side note: People's Gas has this um budget thing now, and also so does Comet. I don't think they just got it or they've been had it, but it's like where they set up your bill consists of the same bill every month. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they have they had that for a while. I never knew that. So I said, that I thought you already had that. No, I just so happened to only save and pay the same shit every month. Oh, fine. But I set that up today and I was like, well, I'm literally sitting on nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I have nothing to do, essentially. Nothing, like no work to do. Yeah. And so asking myself, what do I want to do and why continue? I was laying on the floor yesterday after like skating around my apartment. I was like, I understand why white people create mess. Okay, so it's not <laughs> funny that you say that because just listen to you talk about it. Like, just the idea 
Uh, like even at the beginning of this quarantine, where I was like my bills were paid or whatever, um, so I was I didn't have that stress. Mm-hmm. But like also removing the stress of having to work and do stuff, I was like, wow! Like I absolutely do understand why like multi billion dollar heiress like start doing drugs and shit. Like I do it. Like if you have like if all of your needs are being met mm-hmm. and like the. the I think that like, human beings need not necessarily chaos, but they need uh, we need controversy. Like they're like living compl- like I don't know. Maybe maybe capitalism has brainwashed me a little bit. I think it's like, I don't think we one need- of the questions was, do you think we create our own problems? Um. Yeah. I mean, all of these problems are man-made. Money is a social construct. Yeah. The fact that like I'm living by the seat of my pants financially is like that doesn't actually exist. Money yeah. isn't actually real. That's what. See. That's what. See. It's funny because once I got all this money from these all these people and I was so great and everything like that, it made me see how little money, like how how unreal it was. Because like five, it was like five minutes ago I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I had less than nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now all of a sudden I have all this money and I'm like, this shit isn't real. You know what yeah. I mean? It showed you how little it really was, especially because I was receiving cash. I was receiving like electronic yeah. money of just yes. everywhere. And it's like, this shit looks like Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like, it just was like this. I was like, I don't understand how people bank their whole lives on this, especially when you have a like a surplus amount of money. I made a tweet. I was like, I don't know how people hoard money. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so unreal. Now I'm like, just throw that shit away. Here you go. Here it you is, go. You I feel like money is so easy to give away or to, it's so easy to lose money, right? It's so yeah. easy to like push money out. And like that's the thing that like like keeps reminding me that it's not real because try to sell something of actual value like you know well you know value is is close around that but things like the way that I know like I the way I know that my home uh, someone's home is worth more than cash is like try to sell a home yeah you know versus trying to get rid of cash you can spend that shit willy nilly oh good so hard to sell yeah like the way like. The, like the amount of value, the steps that it takes for someone to one buy, like to get just approved so you can get a loan so you can then try to buy a home, right? But like, does that really create value or does it create necessity? And like, in the, well, there are some like the setup around the, like, you know what I mean? But I think that's the, like, the reason why is, yeah. the necessity creates the value, value. in it versus like, you know, money. I, th- I think there's I a it. reason why people go to concerts or go to strip clubs or whatever and just throw money, right? Because this shit don't really It's the, the same way I was like, now that I fucking have this money, I'm going to buy shea butter. I'm like, it's not even that I wanted the money. I wanted the things that mm-hmm. I like the money would have allowed me. And I was like, it makes me sit in like a position to be like, I have money. And I was like, well, I don't. There is no point of like this and holding so much emotional attachment to it. Yeah. And I think that's why you get some rich people who are like, why are they fair? Like, none of this matters. And then you get people who like, you get people who are like that and they just act like all the other problems are superficial and aren't real. Yeah. Because like they are still, you know what I mean? Like, I can have money and I can have access and still understand that someone else doesn't. And it's like that doesn't mean that I'm not trying. You know, I mean, not even that. I my thing is I hate when people who have money are like money isn't everything. And I was like, you have to have so much money to say that money isn't everything. Yeah, I can know that money isn't real and understand that money is everything, right? Yeah, because like you said, what you needed was your rent paid and shea butter. And if someone simply just brought you shea butter and said, "Hey, your rent's paid for the end of the year," you probably would have been just as happy, right? Yes. <laughs> 
How, like, but those things cannot be accomplished in our current system without money. Yeah. And like, let's let's stop, let's stop pretending. Like, yeah, giving me ten thousand dollars does the ten thousand dollars doesn't make me happy. The thought of all the problems that I can solve with yes. that ten thousand dollars is what up part. is what gives me joy. And that's what and like, your relationship like, with money and capitalism. And I felt, and like, that's what I'm always like, because I only have to have really break this down to men most of the time. Oh my God. Um, when I was like talking about capitalism, I was like, like you were saying, like the reason that you want to be a millionaire is simply so you can sustain yourself. Mm-hmm. Why does it, one, take a million dollars to sustain yourself? And then two, why do we live in society that allows you to be destitute if you are unable to sustain yourself? Yes. There are people who literally, like under capitalism, if you are disabled, if you are any kind of marginalization or whatever, you can't produce at the same rate that anybody that a white person could, right? Yeah. So like you are automatically at a disadvantage and that automatically go the whole purpose, what is it, the, is it the independence or the Declaration of Independence or our Constitution? One of them say that you are... Um, that it is your God-given right to be given access to life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. Yeah, the separation of independence. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And if you, if we currently have a capitalist system that is based in white supremacy and patriarchy, you, as anyone who is not a cishet white male, do not actually have access to yeah. those things. All of us should really be suing the U.S. government currently. Come on now. Like, again, collective action. Come on now. <laughs> If there was more community, there would be so much more effort in yeah. order to like overthrow. And not say overthrow. And that's why I love, uh, because we don't hang out, you know, like community centers are dying. Yeah. Park districts are even not even like a big thing anymore. I mean, but I, that's, you know, that's part of my, that's by design. That's yeah. the function, not the feature. If I can separate, again, it is, it's part of the reason why, like, I think this is, you know, I talk about the joys of social media all the time, but one of the bad things is that it does give you this extreme sense of individualism mm-hmm. where you're like, you are seeing other people, but you guys are separate. This is my feed. This is yours. And I can see you and access you, but we are not actually coming in contact and having to really deal with and collaborate with people, which is why conversations or debates, whatever the fuck y'all be trying to do online never work. Yeah. Cause niggas are just talking. No one's listening. Yeah. You are especially giving so much time to type and then wait someone else to type mm-hmm. that in that time you feel like you value your point over yes. or you you are your rationalized like you were right and you reread your statement was like I was yes and then when they finally do write something back you like bitch I already said I was right you know what I mean so you're coming at it from that perspective and if you are coming from perspective like it says some crazy good shit and then you don't even want to humble yourself to yeah, say you might just like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that and that you know that passive aggressiveness and like it's encouraged. But yeah, it is part of the reason. And like, obviously, there because I'm not smart. Like, there's community on the internet. Yes, there's community on the internet. But like, we're talking about like over what Facebook has more than two billion people on it now. So yeah, it is not hard to find a sense of community. But actually, being able to work with and live with people is a different kind of community that people do not. We we just don't access in the same way, especially now because you just literally can't. Even the simple fact that okay, someone looking through your window and you not seeing them. It's considered a peep in time, right? Yeah. But you can go on someone's Instagram and essentially do that. Uh-huh. And they don't won't follow you back or notice you or anything like that until years later. And but it's all considered normal. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's creating this weird perception of what is reality and what is acceptable within the community. Yeah, that's why niggas be seeing you in real life and then hit you up on Instagram the next day, and be like, I saw you on a bus. Or even <laughs> yeah, oh my god, or even like tap you with or say your Instagram name. 
right under the oven. Oh, that I swear, was so many things, so many weird interactions with motherfuckers. Like, that is honestly why my name on so uh, like on social media, like part of that's why mine isn't. <laughs> oh, that's one of the reasons for it because I don't want you to be like, hey, Jessica Rabbit ninety four. No, you know, nothing is around. You're an OG Instagram follower. You know, that was my first Instagram name. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't guess I'm not OG because I don't even know. Yeah. But no, for me, that's why I don't have it. Aside from under the oven or Izzy, because these are I know. I already lost that your perception of me and your rea- and your boundaries I personally set with you. Oh, I don't necessarily I won't say perception, but I definitely understand if because I will say people who see me off Instagram say my whole name, so Eliana Monet. <laughs> um and if you are coming to me based off social media, I know that you don't really like I, I can gauge the kind of experience the experience that I'm about to have. It's usually I just love your Instagram. Uh-huh. Like, you're so brave. Give me so much confidence. Anyway, <laughs> fucking dead. Yeah, no. I usually just get people would think that I'm a body posy photographer, which I think is just hilarious. Like, because you take pictures of fat people doesn't mean you're necessarily an innocent being yeah. of body. It's not always exuding. Like, y'all, your perception of what body positive positivity is needs to be changed. Yeah, like. Like, First of all, that? like I'm a fat bitch who thinks my body is awful. I'm not positive about this. I'm fucking with you, but like for all you know, I literally could yeah. be. You, niggas literally just see a fat body. Like I told you, that shit happened to me. A nigga came to my house and like saw like my photo wall. He was, oh, I see you in the body positive thing, and it's like, okay, so I already know I'm not fucking you just because you said that I'm fat. Yeah. But like, second of all, I was just like, why you say that? And he was like, oh, you know the pictures, and it's like. Okay. Why did you say that? <laughs> like it... you didn't give me any explanation. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, we've spoken a lot of things. Let's end this up. Shitty thing of the week. Uh, my shitty thing of the week is I was a called uh, police of young voice um, that other day. Uh, like we were hanging out, we were going different targets and stuff, and going shopping for her room. And I was like constantly moving her away from like out of the white people's way. I guess it's it, so I happened to always be white people. <laughs> um, we were at work downtown, but um, and she made a remark about it. And like you know and I police her in a way which she brought it up about like you know hey something like that and I was like yeah you gotta say it like that you know what I mean and it was like well bitch I said it you know like so but yeah shitty thing of the week oh sorry I'm shitty thing I fucked a white man this week uh, <laughs> fucking deceased <laughs> um like a Russian white man as Elijah Elizabeth put it so you know like you know extra scandalous no, um, I just felt weird about, like, the only reason I'm making this my shitty thing of the week is, like, so, like, I was kind of thirsting off the shorty, period, just because, like, I was getting a vibe that he was getting a vibe mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's kind of cute and stuff, and I like the way he says my name with that accent, very sexy, mm-hmm. um, but, like, so we're, like, you know, tussling and, oh, BTW, so this is my handyman. <laughs> I love that he's not your handyman, but it's not a sexual innuendo. It's literally her handyman. It's so, a maintenance man. Yeah, it's a maintenance man who lives in my building. Oh, he lives in the building? Oh, he doesn't live in my building. I don't oh. know what the fuck I say. He works in my building. Oh. Um, anywho, we like saw each other passing in the hallway. I was like, hey, you know, if he gets a free time, come up to my unit. And he passed a free time on his lunch break, came up to my unit. He brought lunch. We were talking, we were chilling, we were vibing. He ate my box. Don't know how that happened. Yeah. However, comma. Like, so all of this is like great, fine, and good, right? So, like, we, this is post uh, fellatio. 
And I'm like just sitting on his lap, or whatever. And he was like, "Oh, I, he was like, I love the way you feel." And I was like, "Oh, you know, thanks. I'm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm used to skinny people saying that about me. I'm soft." <laughs> um, but then he was just like, he was like, "Yeah, you're just like one big chocolate pound cake." And I was just like, "Oh, oh. oh. Like, I was like, you a pound cake? That's such a that's such a random fucking shit to say to someone, regardless of like anything." But I was just like, but like I like I rolled my eyes to it, and he was just like, I'm sorry. He was like, I, he was like, I don't mean anything by it. He was like, I just want to give you a compliment. And I was like, then just like give me a compliment. You could have left it where you said it. Yeah, like you, you feel, feel soft. Yeah, you feel so nice it. or whatever. Um, but like I just like so we had that interaction, and then like afterwards, he was like, he was like talk. We were like, you know, giving me building tea about other people units and stuff, mm-hmm. and he referred to like this other fat black woman as being ghetto. But mostly, it seemed like the reason that he thought she was ghetto is because um, she wasn't friendly to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, why? Like you're the maintenance man. You're not like her husband or something. Yeah. Like you know, you're not like her homie. Like why? Yeah. I was like, is she mean to you or is he just is like she not mean? friendly? Does she, like, she have to talk to you? Yeah, I was, he was just like, well, he was like, you know, you engage a conversation with me. I was like, that's that's I engage. With I was like, that's the person that I am. I'm like a you know a bubbly talk to people kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, but like I was like, why you gotta call her ghetto for that? But like. I didn't say all that to say that like, all of these things are reasons why I probably shouldn't let him eat my box. Mm-hmm. Um, this was after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, but yeah. like he's in the just, future. Yeah, in the future, he won't be getting no more of this cookie, mm-hmm. um, which is a little sad because it was good. But I just, it like the like, I also feel like he probably will be like, I think that he will, he wants to fuck because we didn't get to, um, because he was on his lunch break. Yeah. So I don't, I see him still trying, but I also think that he like got, like after, like the post conversation, mm-hmm. he got the idea that like we just disagree on some things. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you just want to bring him up or say certain stuff around you. Who knows? But on that note, my name is Izzy. Um, I don't fuck white men often. My name is Oyana. <laughs> And it's a look. <laughs> <laughs>